And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another mobile edition of the Warriors All 82 podcast. Marcus Thompson, we had to do it tonight because there were so many damn highlights in this Warriors-Wolves game, uh, which, you know, turned into... Generally a comfortable Warriors win, although it got a little tight late, partly due to a Draymond Green injury, which we'll talk about. Um, but I think we should start with Andrew Wiggins. Uh, what do you think just overall? Is, is that your number one storyline coming out of the night? Like Andrew Wiggins finally wakes up because his former team is in town? I mean, it's hard not to go with that, right? Not not just because he played well. You know, he dunked on Carl Anthony Towns twice, which, like, I loved how much he loved that, right? <laughs> it was, like, you know, happy about it. But because he just he hadn't been very good. And, you, you know, you kind of knew at some point he was going to – it was going to click for him. And it, he, it did against his former team. But more important, they just need him to play better. And tonight he did. And that's kind of what matters. Uh, you know, ideally for the Warriors, this is like the start of something and not just one of those blip on the radars where he's incredible and then he goes back to being, you know, somewhat average. But, you know, he had he, he came into the game uh, three for his last 15 from three. Uh, he just couldn't he couldn't find the shot. And tonight he starts nine for nine, including two threes. So there was like a level of aggression. You know, uh, his shot looked smooth. He was determined. Uh, that's more important to me than the fact they did against Minnesota. They've, they've been needing this. And, and he delivered. And the crazy part was, like, they kind of needed it tonight because Anthony Edwards was literally cooking him. And he had to fight back. And he did. Yeah. yeah. And that wasn't was, that his was best offensive night. Um, but, well, the the funny part about it being Minnesota, beyond the fact like, ooh, former team, he's motivated, is the peep. And there was even a couple postgame quotes, one from Finch, but one from Towns, who was like, yeah, we kind of knew he was going to play awesome because this was the story, the Andrew Wiggins story in Minnesota. It's legendary around there about the fact that whenever they played LeBron James, because LeBron James traded Andrew Wiggins basically as a rookie, and whenever they played Toronto, because Toronto is where he's from, Andrew Wiggins would get up for those games. He'd look like an all-star against LeBron James. And uh, uh, now Minnesota is on the receiving end of that, but they're so veteran to it that um, they, they, they kind of mentioned the storyline within it. I was like, yep, that's Wiggins. We figured he'd be juiced up tonight because he is. But, and it almost comes with the warning label of like, yeah, don't get used to it. Um, and the truth is the Warriors don't need the Wiggins they got tonight. That's the, the Wiggins that the Warriors got tonight is the Wiggins that Minnesota needed all those years, right? The star. Um and maybe the Warriors, like you said, could have used it tonight. But in general, 
the Warriors need the Wiggins they got last season, and they haven't been getting the Wiggins that they got last season. I mean, he's been okay, but generally, like, the, the scoring metrics, shooting metrics are down, and just, to me, the level of defensive activity has been down. I remember there was a point last year, he was or pretty early in the season, around this time of the season, he was, like, top 10 in the league in shot blocks. That hasn't been there. Uh, I just haven't necessarily loved the early part of his season and and he admitted it uh steve kerr admitted it post game although kerr took some blame for himself saying like he hasn't been getting andrew wiggins in the right actions and maybe there's a little truth to that but we both know like it's andrew wiggins needing to up the aggressive level which he had a couple quotes where he he did kind of take ownership on it and and i think um we didn't underrate what happened in the preseason because to him, but we've talked about it. But look, he, he missed about three, four days in a few games because of a little knee injury. Uh, he was not in his normal condition. And then the vaccine stuff, which obviously made him miss a day or two, but also just, just I mean, it was a rattling experience for him. And he said it tonight, uh, not not directly related to the vaccine, but just that like the the the, the janky preseason that he had really kind of did screw him up going into the season. But he feels like maybe now this is a, a launching point for him. The janky, man. Like I like that. I like the you pulled out the janky. Uh after tonight, Wiggins averages well let me let me ask you, uh Wiggins career highest scoring average is against what team? Uh, I will say the Cleveland Cavaliers because that is the team that LeBron James was on most often when he would play them. Am I right? That, that was the case before tonight. It is now Minnesota. <laughs> please tell me Toronto is three. Where is Toronto? Let's see. It's it is uh, yes. Wow, that's pretty good. But not it only is, is that. I mean, that's is that's the story of Andrew Wiggins. Actually, yeah, Sacramento, Sacramento's three, but it's like twenty-one-six Sacramento, twenty-one-five Toronto. Okay, I mean, look, three out of the yeah. top four are yeah, the teams. Yeah, absolutely, it's right. He there. would he would be most motivated against, and the top two now are the two teams that traded him. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> so so he's predictable. Uh, can, can they figure out a way to get him to see? every team as a team that traded him like how, how do they pull that off that that's going to be the trick of Wiggins because he looked it's 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 a trick that has been proven to be unsolvable this is the I just don't even fall into the Minnesota trap this is what they tried to do for years and years and years and <laughs> to no avail right the the truth is again like I said they need to get Wiggins back to the Wiggins of last season and then hope that you know one out of every 20 games or every time they see the Timberwolves he will be uh legendary Wiggins this was Hall of Fame Wiggins tonight. 14 of 19 shooting 35 points uh and by the first way 10 shots yeah. what we haven't mentioned two absolute like sports center top one dunks uh like he came baseline cocked it back and threw one down on towns and then later in the game like, like springy put back dunk twirled around the rim like i, I mean like uh, top 10 dunks. I think both of his dunks tonight could be considered already top 10 dunks of the NBA season. Um, and, you know, then you have, you know, Looney coming in basically saying, I would pick Wiggins to, to, to win the team's dunk contest over Peyton if he'd ever use his uh, dunking. Um, but I don't know. I mean, that's just part of the night uh, that was very interesting. Uh, 
Yeah, Wiggins is uh his his secret sauce is aggression. Uh and it's the thing that they can't seem to get him to do consistently. But when he's motivated, he just attacks with a with just a certain confidence level. It it has a lot to do with if he believes he can take the guy. And there's just a certain a different sense about him. And he had it tonight. He knew he could take he knew he could take his man. And he attacked like that. And also, I think Anthony Edwards was giving him the business. And he was like, I'm not going out like this. But seeing Carl Anthony Town, seeing, you know, Minnesota, the team that traded him, like, it was definitely something extra there. Like, Wiggins, man, he he was full grin talking about dunking on Carl Anthony Towns, right? Like, he was very, he was happy about that. He's like, yeah, I liked it. It was on, it was on Cat. Like, he wanted to dunk on him. He 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 saw it was him and pulled and dusted off the hops that he seemed to abandon and and really kind of exploded. Uh that that's that's to me is interesting that uh, look the way he was playing he he could have been on that Jimmy Butler practice squad, right? <laughs> that's that that's that's how they wanted him to play. Uh but he, not only could he have been on that Jimmy Butler practice squad, he looked like what Jimmy Butler was probably doing on that practice squad. Absolutely. He looked like Jimmy Butler yeah, that so, and you know, hearing hearing like um, the way Steph responded, like you could see, like he's gonna get the message of, yo, we need more of that, we need more of that, uh, we need more of that, and not necessarily the thirty five points, not necessarily the 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 super high efficient shooting, but the aggression. Uh, I don't even know how many twenty two footers he took tonight. It was. I'm taking you to the rim or I'm shooting confidently the open three. And there was no hesitation. There was no uncertainty. There was no in between. Like he was, he was going for it. Yeah. And you know, he was smiling a lot. He was bouncing around. He was having a good time. And you've seen that more and more. And like, again, it's like so hard to, to tangibly, uh, you know, take, uh, temperature of and it's it, it's not necessarily a topic he wants to discuss or anyone around the team wants to discuss but like the vaccine thing set him in a funk like it just did um and and obviously the knee thing probably held back his conditioning but i just don't think that that can be over overrated in in, in what was kind of a malaise um but it's also you know malaise is andrew wiggins career too and that's every minnesota person will tell you so um, was that his well, first time talking since the since the you know pre-vaccinated conversation with the media? No, 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 no. He's probably done media like four times this year. He actually talked Ed Shoot around this morning, <laughs> and it was the first time in a little while they put him up there for shoot around because it was Minnesota, and you know there were some Minnesota people I think that wanted to ask him a couple questions. But he actually talked twice today. Can you believe that? That might be wow. an Andrew Wiggins record. Wow. Two. Two, what's more surprising, two media uh, availabilities for Andrew Wiggins in one day or two poster dunks on Carl Anthony Downs Definitely the media. Definitely the media. No question about it. I could see him dunking and getting in his athletic bag. I, I, I would have never predicted he would go twice. Raymond got him up there twice. Wow. Well, you know, I mean, even Andrew Wiggins might be down to talk after he has the type of game he had tonight. But uh he's smiley too right post game uh, man he was yeah he was happy uh and you know he dunked and he hung on the rim and he's spinning and he's screaming that was a bit unique too uh you know and he comes to the bench and like 
you know, Juan Toscano Anderson is like shoving him and, and we're, you know, putting his arm around his neck and they're just in his face and he's, he's smiling about it. You could like, it was, it was a moment, man. It, it was, they, that, that part of Wiggins is a, is a very seductive Andrew Wiggins, right? <laughs> it could, it, I definitely see how Minnesota got, got, uh, duped into this right or looped into thinking man if he could just if he could just do this every night marcus you saw that sign you ready to max him out again max extension 31 is underpaid Dang. nah look like a max player tonight um yeah so did no, kelly anyway. Ubre, by the way oh yeah 37 for kelly Ubre. uh Okay, moving on from Wiggins, I mean, the number two thing that matters uh, most tonight, really probably the number one thing that matters most tonight is uh, Draymond Green was injured. Uh, it was mid-third quarter, uh, and took a knee to what looked like knee to knee. knee uh, Jaden McDaniels was kind of like a bonier, skinnier player. Uh, his left knee, as, as Draymond's going up for kind of like a spinning layup, goes right into the outside of what... Like I said, it seemed to be Draymond Green's right knee. Draymond Green, uh, you know, grabs at it, uh, is grimacing while he's at the free throw line, shooting both limps back on defense. They have to call timeout. He goes straight to the locker room. They rule him out pretty quickly. Uh, but they say right thigh contusion, and, and they're adamant postgame. It really was a thigh. It's a big thigh bruise. Pretty nasty is the term that Kerr used. But, you know, I asked him directly, like, has, has a knee been ruled out? Because it kind of looked like a knee. Um, and they say, yes, like it's not a joint issue. So questionable was like the early determination for Friday's game against the Bulls. Uh, but doesn't sound serious, even if in the immediate, you know, maybe it, it slows down what has been a really hot start for Draymond. Yeah, it's probably super painful. Uh, it was interesting. Uh Minnesota was really good on the boards. Their athleticism and physicality—they were like, they were like bull in a china shop going for the offensive rebounds. And Draymond had to kind of bang down there, and so did Looney. Like you, you had to really be physical in there with them, which was interesting for a team that just had no interest in playing defense. Right? They were trying to rebound the ball on the offensive end. Uh, and it, there's a couple times Draymond like is like trying to sky and snatch a rebound and hit the ground hard, but I, I just I do think how they played, you know, uh, kind of made Draymond take to another level. Because even on that, he was was it a rebound? He grabbed it and he and he spun, and he he grabbed it. I think Looney tipped it. Draymond gets it, tries yeah. to go for the layup and spin. Like just the activity that was required. Like he had to work for it. He he had to work for it. It was it was a challenge, surprisingly. But from the sounds of it, it sounds like it just hurts a lot, right? It sounds like it just it, it's going to be really sore for a couple of days. I I would imagine he wouldn't play Friday just just as a precaution. Uh, it also gives him an opportunity to get some playing time for some other guys. But Kuminga then again, starting at the four. Kaminga. <laughs> I, I definitely see them using JTA uh, yeah. a lot more in that in that spot, but also they they got a chance to really in the in the home streak on a really good note heading to the road. So I wonder if he might come back for that. It, it, it'll be interesting. I, it'll I don't think it's serious. It it'll depend on how. I, it feels. From the sounds of it, it's going to be really sore. Like he's going yeah. to be really sore. Uh, he probably won't practice tomorrow, right? 
And, yeah, well, uh, yeah, they're they're already doing a light day, even if yeah. he wasn't. And yeah, then so. he'll see how it feels on Friday. Fr- Friday morning. But he's Friday been morning. playing exceptionally on yeah. defense, right? He's he's been he he's been pretty lights out, uh, even with his offensive aggression. It's been there, so that's kind. Of, you know, he's a unique player when he's on top of his game. When he's on top of his game. Like they, I don't think they could really kind of replace him with one player. So it's going to be interesting to well, see how they do it. Well, even if he plays, I mean, one thing about you know, you mentioned the top of his game is a lot of the reason he's not the top of his game right now is because his body feels really good. He came in in shape, and he doesn't have some of those accumulated bumps and bruises that sometimes the season delivers to you. And even talking to him in Oklahoma City uh, for that story I wrote, kind of about his offensive aggression, he mentioned has bad as he was offensively early last season it was because obviously covid uh, you know misses camp but we kind of forget he had like this like midfoot toe sprain thing that like made him miss four games but then also once he came back he was like it was just kind of hurting him like as he's moving around the court and, and i mean you know look over the years remember the shoulder issue he had he's had hip he's had all these like it's just the rugged way and his he knee just randomly locks up sometimes yeah well, that, that, that's been weird and where you think he has like a devastating knee injury and then he's like just goes over and shakes it off but um yeah i mean like like even if draymond is back in the next couple games i'd like to see how he's moving because we both know how hindered his game can be if the body isn't feeling great Uh, So that's just something to watch. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Yeah, he's grabbing uh, 23% of the defensive rebounds while he's on the court, which is a career high. Like, he's playing exceptionally well. But you know who also played in, in, you know, a really good game tonight? And I feel like, you know, you and I, we were missing the third party, but we probably got to mention it. Kevon Looney had a good game. Kevon Looney was was, was good a, and important. Can we can we send a uh, three way call Tim Kawakami's way and try to get him on the podcast <laughs> right now? He was shouting it. Looney out on Twitter, man. So you know he, yeah. he was recognizing Looney eleven points, seventeen rebounds, twelve offensive boards. Threw threw Steph for a loop when he realized it was twelve offensive rebounds. Two steals and a block and an assist in 29 minutes. Like this was this was a good like loony game. Like not just because he rebounded and because he defended uh, Carlton Towns pretty well, well t- but he was aggressive t- offensively. Yeah, Towns went six of 19. That's huge. You know, like a lot of that is loony. Um, so yes, I agree. Good game from him. He matters most when they play good bigs. And and, and, and Towns was uh. 
one of nine inside the arc. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Towns didn't look very good tonight. He didn't look like he wanted to play. He just didn't look like he levels. wanted to play. Yeah, Minnesota's best player was Anthony Edwards, who, by the way, had 48. That oh, was, man, he was he was wildly good. When's the last Jeez. time somebody had 48 on the board? Man, yeah. that's a tough call. Somebody probably cooked him last year, but I just maybe I'm not remembering. I remember Lillard had a big game against him at one point. I was going to think Lillard did, but I don't know if it was 48. Didn't he drop 50 on him? Before? Man, it might have been in the playoffs, and I was thinking then Steph dropped the 62. Pretty easy 48 for Edwards tonight, too. Oh man, he was he was cooking. His, once his three point shot was going, and that, that they were done. They threw him for a loop. They they kind of you could tell they play off of him, hoping the thirty percent works. But with that was going, they had to press up on him, and he's so explosive getting to the hole. His first step is 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 is, is powerful, and he he could take off from outside the paint, and he's laying that thing in pretty easy. So. He he was a problem. He gave Wiggins man. He he was just torching Wiggins. He pre, he pretty much torched everybody who was in front of him. Even uh, Gary Payton couldn't do anything with him because he just he just muscled by GP uh, like that was a quintessential performance by Anthony Edwards. Like if you if whatever whatever uh, expectation people had of his game, whatever like would look like, hey, man, this dude had the potential to be X. Tonight was X. <laughs> Tonight was the display yeah. of how good he could be. And it, that was impressive. You know, that He literally could not be guarded, which which was pretty. Man, that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty impressive performance there. I don't know if it was as impressive as 12 offensive rebounds by Looney, but, you know, it wasn't nothing. Now we're about to do this overcorrection on Looney, right, and just start being – Super nice to Looney. Is that what we're doing? Oh, all right. Quick redraft. Anthony Edwards or Kevon Looney? Who do you take? I'm going Loon at 28. I mean, did you 30. see the way he was defensively rotating tonight? Man, you see that? Man, do you see him finish at the rim a few times? Did you see the angle on that screen that he set on Steph uh, <laughs> for the three? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Wigs, hey, you come on, man. Wigs and Looney just the slander just don't stop for them. I'm trying to give us a, a good Looney night. Looney was good tonight. There's just he was. It should be noted. Um, the uh, I wanted to ask you though, Edwards or Ball right now? I mean, I'm not going to bring Wiseman into the conversation. We've had the Wiseman Lamelo talking, and Wiseman's getting close. I should I should mention quickly. Uh, you know, it sounds like he's going to do some stuff with Santa Cruz, probably behind closed doors in the in the you know while the Warriors are on this upcoming road trip. We'll see. We'll monitor that. But I wanted to quickly ask you before I pivot to another topic I want to talk to you about. Uh, Edwards or Ball, is that a discussion in your mind, or is it still Ball? I mean, a lot of it depends on the team that you got with you, you know, but I just like LaMelo. I like his ability to make other players better. I mean, we just watched we just watched Anthony Edwards play the game of his life, and his team was down double digits most of the game. <laughs> was that so, on him? Was that on the edge? It's not on Russell? him. It's not on him, was but I just... Town? It's not on him, but... Him going off doesn't like impact the game. Like him going off, uh, it just 
it's a singular it's a singular domination. Whereas if Lamelo is clicking, if Lamelo had a great game like that, if 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 the peak or ideal version of Lamelo showed up, then everybody on your team had a good game, you know, because he's going to be hitting shots and that and moving the ball and like in transition and doing all that stuff. So to me, I feel like peak peak Lamelo. I just like those those make your teammates better. Uh, Anthony Edwards is a is is a killer scorer, man. He he's not even he doesn't even know how to really play yet. Like he's still learning this stuff, but he knows how to, he knows a lot about how he can do his thing. So he's going to be a monster. He's going to be so tough to guard. But I'm partial to the the playmakers who can set other people up. One of the other emerging post-game topics, so um, this is early in the third quarter. This comes from a, uh, originally from a fan in the upper deck, but also there was then later, at least from what I saw online, I saw this video second. It was Draymond on the bench with Poole you know, in an argument. Um, the, the video from up top, it, it makes it pretty clear the argument – or you know the the bench i don't even want to call it a scuffle but the the the, the heated moment on the bench really got sparked when pool clearly said something that pissed draymond off he kind of jumps up steph kind of reaches to to hold him back and and then you see the later video where peyton's kind of holding draymond back a little bit it wasn't about to escalate so you know i went back to kind of look at the at the moments before this timeout huddle where where this kind of was sparked and um you know, it's not, I, I don't have anything confirmed that, that you know, this is the reason uh, it went down. But there was a, a maybe two or three plays before the timeout was taken. Draymond has a kind of sloppy turnover. Steph and, and Pooler on the wing. I put it in my story online, but Steph and Pooler on the wing, and they're kind of, uh, you know, in each other's area. Pool runs away. Draymond tries to make a pass to Steph, uh, goes right to the Timberwolves. Timberwolves get a steal, push it back the other way, and Pool does not hustle back. Uh, he kind of jogs back in the play. Uh, Russell gets a wide open three, misses it. Um, so it's not, you know, and Draymond doesn't immediately say something to Pool. So I don't even know if that is the spark of the moment, but it was probably, it was the play that I saw that maybe led to some type of conversation in the huddle where clearly there is some type of, I assume like a snide pool comment, which, you know, pool pools quick on his feet. Uh, he's got a little Andre in him with some of those comments and I'm sure it doesn't land quite like Andre's lands because he's in year three. Um, but I mean, you know, the videos were interesting. Apparently they kind of dapped it up and it, and it wasn't really a topic post game until some of the videos emerged online. I'm throwing it to you. Any thoughts on it or, or any information you got? Yeah, I mean, it, it feels very par for the course. It was it was funny. It's funny, like especially the clip we that you showed me where uh, it, it cuts off right when Draymond jumps up, and <laughs> it just looked like Draymond is like, "What you say?" Right? You know, and pops up, and Steph tries to pull him back, and GP comes out of nowhere to step in front of him based on the frame we're looking at. Uh, I mean, look, we know Jordan Poole is a incredibly confident fella right he thinks he's a superstar he's sure of it and you know he if anybody's gonna buck back at draymond's uh you know like uh, you know uh, aggressive coach teaching style it's probably gonna be jordan Poole. i bet you this is i wouldn't be surprised if this is something that's happened a few times uh over under three and a half bench arguments between Poole and draymond this season that that are 
notable enough to like nah under guys. on the bench arguments but on the arguments I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go at it in practice <laughs> I just would I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it pops off. Even the way Draymond responded was more like, man, I'm getting tired of this dude. <laughs> right? Was it like this was the first time? It's like, man, you always saying something back. This is totally me, like, superimposing what I. Well, know, it, what, what I that bites. is, Pool. Look, Pool, Pool kind of bites back at questions. In yeah, press no question. Which, no by question. the way, I like. I love, you know, he's becoming a pretty good quote, and I like that. that um, you know, willing back and forth, and like you know, he, he keeps you on your toes. But I, yes, if you're a veteran who keeps trying to teach him lessons and he's kind of making those type of comments, Draymond is the type of guy who that's gonna, you know, you incite a few moments like you saw tonight. I mean, yeah, pull his that's what I'm saying. He's so confident, he's so sure of himself that I can imagine it would get under the skin of somebody who's. Trying to talk to him, and he—he he definitely, he, it's funny, right? It's mostly funny. His kind of level of sarcasm and biting wit, right? It's—it's it's funny, but uh, you know, Draymond is. If anybody's like, man, who are you talking to? It will be Draymond, like you know, somebody who f- sees himself as this mentor figure. But you kind—I mean, look, you kind of like that about Jordan Poole. Like he ain't taking those shorts, you know. Uh, obviously, I'm presuming. I didn't. I heard about the DAP, but I didn't see it. But you know, they talk it out and work through it, and it'll be fine. And they'll probably fight again. But to me, of of the beefs in the Warriors situation, this is probably a light one, right? We've seen. <laughs> we. I don't know, man. It just feels like we've seen a Let lot more say, greater beefs in this Warriors era, right? Well, than than that. So it feel it feels very light to me. Like yeah. Oh, I mean. On the scale of one to Durant and uh, Draymond and um, you know Clipperville, it's much closer to one than uh, Draymond and Durant for for various reasons. Um, so you know, but I think it's. I it's, mean, this is also part of like the Draymond experience, right? Like everybody, all of them have have this. All of them have to deal with him barking at them and going off on them, and you know, from Clay to Steph. You know, all of them do. Uh, but it's just, I'm not surprised at all that Jordan Poole is the one who's going to say something back. It's, there's no surprise at all in that, <laughs> that it's Jordan Poole. Yep. Um, yeah, it's probably, it's probably something to be asked of Draymond Green next time he's at a podium, which I don't know when the next time he will be because of this thigh injury. Uh, but. Uh, other than that, I mean, there was two more. This is why we need areas. the locker room, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we would have all this for you, uh, listeners, if we could get access. But now we just confined to an uh, interview room where they send to us all, who they want. Yeah. Which, by the way, Marcus Thompson, rumor is you will be on the road in Charlotte coming up in Brooklyn, which means the listener should be getting all 82s. I'm putting you on the spot now. Um, but also. But they were getting them anyway, right? Like. Well, yeah, maybe. Nobody wants a solo one from me. Um, but uh, what's it called? The the access is better for stuff like that on the road, I must say. Now, now I'm going to inside baseball uh, style here. But uh, other than that, again, I would say two big Gary Payton dunks tonight that were overshadowed by two huge Andrew Wiggins dunks. But, man, the, the, the Steph to Payton alley-oop connection, just the general Gary Payton alley-oop ability – uh, just is it's nightly at this point. 
Yeah, he he's he's a lob threat like they haven't had. That's what my story is about. The verticality of the Warriors, this this new sudden verticality of the Warriors. I mean, you could see them looking for him, right? I was, uh, you know, I wrote my story. The last time we seen Steph kind of do that alley oop, it was to Kevin Durant. At least the last time I remember. Remember, it was like that that tip, and and Draymond tapped it to Steph, and then he throws it up kind of over his head without even looking, and Kevin Durant comes out of nowhere and dunks it like. Yeah, we haven't. That, we don't. You don't see. This is not part of Warriors basketball, and it is now uh, because Gary Payton has kind of sparked that. You know, you might get Andre Iguodala in a dunker spot banging it, but now, but but why? the potential, but the, that's what I'm saying. The potential for this to be a regular presence. You know, you get Wiseman, you got Gary Payton, and you got you know Wiggins who is can dust off his hops. Whenever he feels like it, right? Like so, this this might be the the bounciest Warriors team during the Curry era. And again, I'm giving away my article on all 82. This is what you do every time, Slater. You coax me into spilling the beans. Do you have any exclusive quotes that you can just read over the uh, airways? I, I might as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> I might right. as well. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, that you have Bulls, an interesting, you know, Bulls team that I thought, who they beat tonight? Mavericks they beat tonight. They're eight and three. Caruso had six deals. DeRozan's having a really good start to the year. Uh, Levine is is an all-star. That's going to be a really good game Friday night, and it's going to be very challenging for the Warriors if there's no Draymond Green, which we'll know in in the next day or two. Uh, And then a road trip that goes Charlotte, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Detroit. So uh, should be interesting coming up. Marcus, anything before I uh, send it out? Uh, No, we're good. Oh, I got a piece coming on the the, – the bond uh, built in Tokyo between Draymond and Zach Levine, working with our friend Darnell Mayberry on it. So we'll have that Darnell coming. Darnell Mayberry, Mary, <coughs> Darnell Mayberry, my uh, mentor in the industry. I, it's, it's, I covered the Thunderbeat with him years ago. Um, so That's why I'm we kind of need Draymond story. to play Friday, by the way. Just, you know. I mean, I guess well, we don't. You know, We're printing it. Guess right what, listeners? Draymond Green might not play. You'll still want to read the story. It's going to be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Cool. We, uh, we'll talk to you at some point over the weekend. All right. Have a good one. Good All 82. Wait, way to provide for, for your audience. And y'all can stop complaining because this is, this is two in a row now. Hey, PJ, you need a little more Tillman in you. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.